Jacob King, and this is somebody else's favorite songs. Actual popular music discussion spanning the past 70 years. We talk about the music you love and the music you should know that you may not. I'm PG, and you are now listening to episode 26. Late at night during Thanksgiving week, four guys went into the studio and, despite technical difficulties, give you 12 selections from across the globe. Welcome back, everyone. Somebody else's favorite songs once again, and we are very excited because it's our one-year anniversary. Basically. It's been uh, one year that we've been doing this. I think Jacob alluded to that last time. And we are celebrating a little bit. Uh, we're recording just before Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, this will be coming to you just after Thanksgiving. But we are joined here in Les Studio, are we not? We're joined by a visitor from the Northern Territories. Yeah. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> south, of, south of the Northern Territories, so as it's it were. Northern oh, of oh, it is in the territory in, in the terms of area or space or location. And it is north. It is not. He's actually from Saskatchewan. <laughs> it is north of these territories. It is north of these territories. Manitoba. There, there not could, quite that east. There could be a there could be a Sasquatch near. There could be. That, that's a possibility. Or an yeti, as is sometimes <laughs> referred to. And yeti. We have mentioned him. The often discussed, the often missed Joel, but never present until today. My younger brother, one Ben. It Hi, is, Ben. Uh, hello, hello. It's good to be present. We've we've um, completed the best trifecta here. Yes, yes. So, um, Caleb has appeared on the podcast before, and now uh, Ben is appearing. And actually, he hails from Vancouver, British Columbia, in the country of our neighbors to the north. One Canadian. As you've also heard, we have Joel again with us. This is his tenth appearance. He's probably um, been featured on a quarter of the episodes by my count. It's once a month. Yeah, he's uh, almost sort of sort of our junior partner. Well, maybe not junior, but I ain't gonna call Hank Williams Junior Junior anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's the second B in the BB King group here. Um, Yay, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, as you may as you may hear, once again, yes, we have been playing in a band sort of environment during our time together. And so, once again, I'm quite hoarse, and Jacob has a cold, so we both have... Uh, I'll actually sound like a man this episode. Well, debatable. <laughs> you can do a lot in post-production. <laughs> So with uh, Ben being in the house, we got a little international flavor here, and so as such, <laughs> not international odor, although oh, we do have oh, that okay, too. Okay. We do have that as well. Wouldn't be the first time I heard that today. <laughs> so what we thought we might do is give you an episode that focuses on international artists. Sort so, of. No, not sort of. It does. 
Except for English artists. Well, the thing, the thought being that predominantly what we've we've talked about have been American and English artists. Yes, that's true. So, um, and though we have mentioned a lot of Canadian artists, with uh, him as the inspiration, uh, we thought we would open it up to more than just Canada. So we're going to talk about songs by artists from uh, all corners of the globe, but exclude our most common areas, the United States and England. And so that's kind of the idea. Uh, there was some discussion when we began over exactly what the restrictions for the overseas would be. Would it be the whole United Kingdom? Would it be anything so-called quote-unquote British? But we decided to just stick with English. Now there are, there are other questions that can go along with that and that probably some of the fellows have thought of. And well, I'll be interested to see what they've decided to do. Are they going strictly with the country of birth or... Are they going with uh, where someone's formative years and their band were spent? Things like that. So I'll be interested to see if anybody has, say, selected a theme within a theme. Or if they have focused on one single area of the globe. Or wanted to do different continents. Uh, Anybody got any special criteria they want to mention? Or do they want to wait and see what happens? I think let's wait in. Fair enough. Well, we have a rule around here. Guests go first, and on his first appearance on the show, our first selection for international songs. Ben, give it to us. All right, for my first song, I chose an artist from my home, but not native land. Uh, he's my a... home, not native <laughs> land. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a Canadian singer, songwriter, a, a poet. Uh, he was a poet and novelist actually before he was a singer-songwriter. He didn't didn't really get his first break until he was mid thirties in the in the songwriting business. But um, he's often compared to James Joyce. He's a very popular artist in Quebec where he was born. Quebec, um, Quebec, Quebec. Um, passed away about five years ago, and his his legend has has grown since then. But um, this song is on his 1984 album, Various Positions. It was his seventh studio album, and there's been over 300 versions of this song. Uh, the most famous one may be by Jeff Buckley, but John Cale also covered this song. And uh, this artist's version is in 12-8 time. It's got a bit of a waltz, gospel kind of feel to it. C major, which the, the lyrics will remind you, uh, and the uh, the chord progression matches the lyrics from the song. So you may have guessed, but this, this song is Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Now I've heard there was a secret chord that David played, and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? Like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing hallelujah. Your faith 
but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof, her beauty and the moonlight overthrew you. She tied you to a kitchen chair, she broke your throne and she cut your hair, and from your lips she drew the it because it's a little more raw it, you hear the poet more than the than spoken the, word the sort of thing yeah. yeah yeah he was he was great at that i i was looking while i was listening to that and just looking at some opinions on reddit because i like to see what some people say sometimes 
<laughs> you can see what people say on Reddit. Okay, liberal. <laughs> so anyways, I was just browsing to get some opinions on the differentiations of, of the many, many versions of this song. Obviously, the most popular of which is, is Jeff Buckley's version, which I believe was in Shrek at, at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, anyways, this person described if it as... Not PG, you'll get you. If it's yeah, not, yeah. PG will get you. PG will take oh, over. Oh, PG will take over. PG has yet to correct me, and there was a couple times where she probably could have. Well, PG didn't notice because I didn't program PG to notice. PG has to take direction from Jacob, so if he doesn't know, she's not going to know. See, PG is simply a, a device, a plot device. Keep going. Anyways, all that, all that to say... Sorry. Um, that this person on Reddit, I feel like I should mention their username just in case. <laughs> in case he's listening. This anyway, person on Reddit. You know who you are if you're out there. In case he's listening. If you're out there. If you remember that one comment that wasn't upvoted from six and years ago. it was five ago. years ago. It was six upvotes, dude. It's a big hit. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. You might be listening up in Saskatoon. Maybe so. But either way, I like, I like this description. I thought this was entertaining, and I thought it was a little funny, but also hit the nail on the head. He says... Or she says. Mm-hmm. It says. It says, the Jeff Buckley version is a lot like Kool-Aid, while the Leonard Cohen version is more like homemade moonshine. <laughs> Kool-Aid is mass-produced and tastes sweet, so it's more popular. Homemade moonshine is something you make yourself, obviously, and it doesn't necessarily taste all that great, but it has a powerful effect on your mind and mood. <laughs> so how about that one? That's pretty, I like that. That's pretty good. I thought that was entertaining. Uh, when I was in Montreal this summer, I found him all over the city he's he's a hero to the quebecois he's he's kind of the face of the city he went to mcgill university there and there's um talking about that rawness in his music i think it you kind of see that in the population there very down to earth not a lot of glaze this is just you know it's a a working class city um and uh it made me really get into his catalog and and kind of kind of respect him more as a musician seeing where he came from right. uh, i think he died in in california but uh he spent most of his time in canada and he's widely thought of as a canadian musician is he is he the canadian bob dylan uh no that's gonna be it's gonna be gordon Lightfoot. it's not it's no. the next artist that i'm gonna talk about oh okay yeah. well then we'll say that i just I'm, I'm i may be thinking of it just more from a the, the vast number of songs in a similar time period and and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I know Dylan was very complimentary of, of Cohen. He mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. liked Cohen um, a lot, mm. as much for his melodies as for as for his lyrics. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I think that that's a great selection. That's someone we haven't talked about that is very well respected. Um, so. If you if you only knew the Jeff Buckley version, there's a there's a big difference, uh, and there's nothing wrong with Jeff Buckley's version. I mean, everybody knows it, but you know, but it is kind of Kool Aid. It is kind of when you compare it to the rawness of of the original there. And like like the person on Reddit said, it, the Cohen version has a bigger impact on you. I believe imparts more emotion than the the Buckley version, but that could just be me. So is he, yeah. if he's not the Canadian Bob Dylan, is he the Canadian Tom Waits? We can go that far, yeah. That far? Okay, <laughs> we'll do that. And supposedly he wrote 50, 60 verses to the song, and then those were the ones that made it. 
and he never did do a, a longer version, which w- would have been really interesting to see yeah. how much poetry he worked he wrote for that song. What was left on the cutting room floor? Poets who set their poetry to music are fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not lyricists; they're poets. And whether it's Jim Morrison or Leonard Cohen or any of, of the others, there's just something different about it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm real glad you picked him. That was that's a that's a good start. Very very nice. Joel, got a song for us? Yeah. What's the polar opposite of Leonard Cohen? Cohen mm-hmm. Leonard. Oh. No, I uh, I, I've gotten. <laughs> Barbara Billingsley? I'm going to need some time on that. Ethan Cohen. Ethan Cohen. Joel Cohen. Joel Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Leonard Joel. Leonard Joel. Best. (laughs) Okay, anyway. I I like to bring up people that um, y'all haven't talked about yet. I try to bring a little variety in. One of my, I don't even know if it's a guilty pleasure anymore as much as it's just a pleasure. And that's uh, a band that was formed in Australia with a number of hits. This is the Bee Gees. God, we definitely have not talked about the Bee Gees. No, we have not. Y'all have not mentioned them. And I think I had a hard time picking because obviously they have lots of good disco your, hits. Your Nana will appreciate that pick. Yes, she will. My grandmother loves the Bee Gees. But I, I think I settled on one of my personal favorites, which which is Jive Talking.
Jive Talking. Jive Talking. I don't know why I picked that. There's a number of... I do love disco music. It's got that pop sensibility to it that she just loves so much. <laughs> well, they were the disco kings. They were the disco kings. They were... I cheated a little bit. Their parents were English. They were born on the Isle of Man. But they formed this band. Well, the Isle of Man is not English. No, so. but her, his parents, their parents were English. Does it matter? Speaking of the three brothers, Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibb. But the band was formed in Australia, so count it. I mean, I know you all had talked about the Bee Gees, and they have a place in the history of music, whether you like disco or not, or that kind of vibe. But and if your we, head wasn't bobbing during that, I, send me a message. I got something I got to say to you. <laughs> I mean, Barry's, uh, his R&B falsetto was definitely, uh, he didn't invent that, but he popularized it without Yeah, doubt. that's true. They they're worthy of a place of mention. I've I've never been a huge Bee Gees fan. I don't hate them or anything like that. Um, I've just never really gotten into them. But I, I you know I like the way Disco informed a lot of things. I mean Disco informed some of them. One of my favorite albums, Steely Dan by Gaucho. There's it it belt. Steely Dan by Gaucho. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, Gaucho by Steely Dan <laughs> is informed a lot by Disco, but. Um, I just I've never really gotten into them, so I'm glad you picked them. I think yeah. I feel the same way as you. I mean, everybody in the world knows staying alive. Sure, but and a lot of people give CPR to staying alive because yeah, that's they what do. they teach you <laughs> to do to the beat of staying alive. But I mean, the the fact is they had nine number one hits. Yeah, 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 wildly popular. Third most successful on the Billboard charts, behind only the Beatles and the Supremes. Of course, they also starred in the Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club Band movie, which is yeah, they did. <laughs> So they can't all be winners, can they, kid? They can't all be winners. It's one of those bands. Do I, do I turn them on? No. Do I turn them off? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, no. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. a great description. But no, but sometimes I turn them on. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple of Bee Gees records that'll spin from time mm. to time at the house, and the walls may shake a little bit when those are on because they're cranked up. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is exactly what I wanted out of this episode because we're two songs in and we've gone Leonard Cohen and the Bee Gees. And that is very far apart. It is. I, I plan to make the rounds. Excellent. I love it. So love who, it. who's next then, me or you? I'll go next if you want me to. Go let's ahead. Let's let, to. Well, let's let Jacob go because well, I'm tired of people stealing his songs. That's a good point. All right, go ahead. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lead off with my seventh selection of instrumentals. Um, <laughs> Josh did this once. He started another episode with a selection from the previous one. <laughs> I'm that going fits two categories. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna go to Scotland. This is a band formed in England by Scottish folks. Um, many people, well, a few that I can think of that came out of this band have been notable elsewhere, including members of Paul McCartney's band and also Tom Petty's band. Uh, this is a song called Average, excuse me, called Picking Up the, excuse me, called Pick Up the Pieces by Average Wide Band. <laughs> Thank you. 
say about that you're average so white band you're so money and you don't even know it it's lo- it's lovely to hear an average white band when you're an average white male <laughs> <laughs> don't say yourself short judge you're a tremendous slouch <laughs> steve ferroni there well no he came later oh he wasn't at that he time. wasn't no not at this time ah, that's a shame. uh but he is one of the ones he ended up being you know as we know member of Tom Petty's band from the 90s onward. And for longer than Stan Lynch was. Right, a lot longer. And also a co-writer of this song, uh, Hamish Stewart. Oh, a yes. He played with Paul McCartney. He played with Paul McCartney on a couple of world tours, and he played on Flowers in the Dirt. He played a lot of the lead guitar stuff. So, yeah, there you go. Pick up the pieces. I have a fun groove. I've never listened to Average White Band, and that was that was great. That's false. This is the... <laughs> It's a song that most people would recognize. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, so my seventh selection for episode 25 and my first selection for episode 26. <laughs> you dirty dog. Pick up the pieces by Average White Band. So then to you. Well, that gave that gave Ben the, the remembrances, did it not? It did. It did. I remember watching that in, uh, in Swingers and... Oh, man, what year did that come out? It's probably been 17, 18 years. I would have said longer than that. 1996. 1996. <laughs> 25, 25 years. 25 years. <laughs> Slips right away, doesn't mm. it? Have y'all yeah. ever seen that? No. You should I have watch not it. Seen it's a it. classic. And then watch its follow-up made so you can find out who gets their hands on this per diem. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Is... They've done four or five movies together now, but... Swingers has a, has a rawness to it that they, they never really recaptured. Well, it would be very difficult, but not impossible, I'm sure, to six degrees the various artists we've had so far to begin. We've had three that we've not had on the episode on the podcast before, and three 
pretty distinctly different styles. That could be a fun episode. So shall we continue that? Let's do it. All right. So for my first selection, I will go to 1996. So a little more recent than some of the stuff we've had uh, thus far. I'll go to 1996 and a song that was heavy in the rotation on VH1 in late 96 and on up in early 97. Uh, My wife was pregnant with Joel in 1997 and would go to bed at four after she got home from student teaching. And I watched a lot of movies, but also watched a lot of VH1. And this video was in great rotation. It was there all the time. And it was a huge hit. Uh, But it was not on the charts because there were certain charting rules that prevented it from being allowed on the charts due to its foreign nature. So... Yeah. There was a tariff on foreign basically songs at the something, time. Basically something like that. But the lead, NASA, singer, right? <laughs> the lead singer had the most beautiful blue eyes in this video. And the song is very hooky. And everyone probably will remember it, whether you were alive then or not. Everyone knows it. This band is from uh, Sweden. No, yes, from Sweden. It's a Swedish rock band. And ABBA? It is, it is not ABBA. <laughs> it's not. It's the other Swedish rock band. <laughs> it's a Swedish rock band, but nobody knows any rock songs by this band. We all only know this song. It could also be on a one-hit wonders list. Uh, from 1996, let's take a listen to the Cardigans. Pull over! <laughs> Thanks for noticing. <laughs>
talk about love, fool? Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about love, fool. We're going to talk about love, fool. Dang old love. <laughs> so, yes, that song was all over everywhere in late 96 and early 97. And it was written by the lead singer of the lyrics, uh, Nina Person. Again, Swedish rock band, uh, Cardigans. She wrote it in an airport, took it to the band, and the drummer came up, speaking of disco, you've got a disco beat in that song. And once he played that, they couldn't get away from it. They they weren't real. I mean, they were happy to have a worldwide hit, which it was. But, you know, it was, again, one of those things that's, uh, they were like, you know, actually we're a rock band, but this is what they're known for. So I had no idea they were Swedish. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have known unless you told me, you know. Well, I, I did tell you. And now you do know. Yes. So, Interesting. Swedish Swedish band, the Cardigans, Love Fool, um, right there in, at the same time. In fact, one of the charts that it was eligible for, it was held off by Jewels, You Were Meant For Me, and Don't Speak by... No um, Doubt. No Doubt. Uh, big, big time for for the female singer in pop music right during their range. You know, we've mm-hmm. talked about Natalie Merchant before and Alanis and and just so many of those things going on and a time that I certainly look back on. That was, it was it was great. Yeah, I was a junior in high school then and it, there was all kinds of genres that were called pop. Uh-huh. And everything was welcome on pop radio. It was an interesting time for for pop music. And that's that's one of the greats from that time frame. So internationally, we've run a wide range. So I'm anxious to see what happens as we pass this back around the table. Again, that was Love Fool by Cardigans. Go ahead, Ben. Well, I'm not going to do anything particularly novel, but if I'm picking songs that I, I really like, um, it's, a, it's another Canadian. And he, he may not be known as a Canadian artist down here. Uh, this song he released... Uh, in 1971 on his fourth album and probably his best album he's definitely on the short list of the most famous names in folk rock and surprisingly this song is his only number one song in the US he uh, was on a few different bands uh, most commonly known I think with Crosby, Stills and Nash who he knew very well and uh, he went back and forth with them in, in solo work. This song has backups by both James Taylor and Linda Ronstadt, who were also quite famous at the time. And uh, Bob Dylan really liked this song, but he famously said, you know, if it sounds like me, it should just be me. <laughs> <laughs> so this song is Heart of Gold off the album Harvest by Neil Young. Yeah.
just really like the line I've been in my mind it's such a fine line that keeps me searching for a heart of gold and I'm getting old <laughs> and I'm, and I'm isn't getting it old. true that he wasn't very happy with the lyrics he was just kind of upset with just how light a lot of his shallow. songs are that way yeah in fact the the biggest song by Crosby Stills and Nash sweet booty booty sweet sweet <laughs> Sweet Judy Blue. Booty. Booty, sweet you know booty. It. You know it. <laughs> sweet Judy Blue Eyes. That's it was also sweet. about David Crosby's wife at the time. A lot of their songs, I guess many songs are, that, are, are like that, but very simple in the writing. Kind of a, just a spoken stream of consciousness. And I, I love Neil Young. Neil Young. He's just, uh, he, he's representative of a lot of Canadian artists at the time. It kind of reminds me of some of the band songs as well. Came sure. out of Ontario at the yeah. same time period. It's interesting that you say that you think he may not be thought of much as a Canadian artist around here. I think that's true because he seems to have transcended that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as much as he's involved in pop culture. Yeah, one of those that someone say, "Oh, he's from Canada," that. and they say, "Oh, really?" Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's had that ranch in California for a long mm-hmm. time, but mm-hmm. I mean, still he's a Canadian. U.S. citizen now too, but not not when that album came out. It's a great album. It, it's it is. a great one. I mean, I'm not a. I'm. Not, I like Neil Young. I'm not a huge. I'm not a completist. But Neil Young fan. I'm certainly not a completist. You have to acknowledge that album is. But that's really a great, great, great record. And it's not dissimilar from my first pick. He's not a vocalist that you're going to listen to because he's an amazing right. vocalist with great range. Mm-hmm. He's a singer songwriter that has something interesting to say, and that's that's my favorite genre. As my wife reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Back around to Joel then. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I guess what? Number two. Um, I'm going to go back to the land down under. <laughs> You're about to steal a song from me. I. How can you possibly... In fact, here, we're going to play a game. <laughs> this is the part of the show where Jacob doesn't have a selection, so whatever you pick, he says, Stolen! Stolen! <laughs> That is false. <laughs> my my let's, picks let's this. So they're all stolen. I brought it. It's okay. So, okay. Well, let, listen, listen, listen. So, no, hold on. No, so, no, listen. I, I, when you my talk only about, qualification is when you this talk is about a band from Australia, and okay. you say I stole it. There's three yeah, but bands. You said, but you said down under. 
There's three bands. Oh, no, sorry, I'm not playing Men at Work. There's three bands that people think of from Australia. Three bands. Okay, bring it. Men at Work. Crocodile yeah. Dundee and the Subarus. Men at Work, ACDC, and uh, Bee Gees. So well, you're probably picking I, ACDC. Dude, Colin Hay is awesome. Men at Work is awesome. And I hope someone does speak of them. But I actually was going to talk about ACDC. Yeah, so let's see if you pick the one I was going to pick. Oh, were you, were you going to pick ACDC? Yes. I went back and forth. I didn't know what to pick. Obviously, they have a ton, ton of hit songs. What are you laughing at? Nothing. That This is going to take some serious editing. I thought you were going to go with NXS, but... That's another. <laughs> no, there's only three. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. I don't know what song do y'all want to listen to by ACDC. I mean, all of them can be played. They're with all e, G and A. Pretty interchangeable. Do you want to listen to? Listen. What you shook me all night long? Highway to Hell or Back in Black? Thunderstruck. Nah. Beating around the bush. <laughs> Big balls. <laughs> Dirty deeds. Thunder cheap. Let's. All right, let's listen to Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Yeah! Australian band. They've been doing it for 50 years. I mean, who doesn't see Angus dancing around in a schoolboy uniform playing a Gibson SG? 
Always the black or red SG. Black or red SG. I mean, and you watch them, they, they still play. And I've heard from lots of people who have seen them that they still put on a ridiculous show. Are they still touring? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought since Malcolm they, passed, they hung it up. Well, no, they, they didn't. No. But it's they actually did for a while, but... it's actually still a family band because it was a, it's actually a it's Why a, did they get Wolfgang? It's a cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no kidding. It's a cousin that stepped in, yeah. So yeah, they're still keeping it in the family, I understand. Still touring. Yeah, there's, there's no bands quite like them. You know, as you mentioned, it's it's fairly simplistic. It's a few chords in every song. It's all you need. And a solo. Overdriven and guitar just, and hard rock. It's all you need. They just rock out. They rock out, and I bet those concerts are quite loud. I'm sure they, they are. are. That's their reputation. They're they're gonna make your your hearing disappear quicker yeah. than any other. They rock actually out. released an album last year. During no the kidding, I did not realize. And there's actually several really good songs on there, and it's cool to watch the music video to see all these grandpas still bringing the house down mm. after all these many years. So I, I remember that that coming out, and I would I, I don't think I've listened to it. I was skeptical without Malcolm because it's an his, important part. his rhythm playing is the bedrock of that band, yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I would I was in. 96 and 97 earlier, we took a trip to Amarillo to see a great uncle and aunt. And that was also when Joel's mother was pregnant with him. And it was my mother and me and Caleb and Ben and Robin. And during the course of that trip, they, my brothers, insisted to her that if she were to have twins, that she had to promise to name them Angus and Malcolm. <laughs> you remember that? I do. I do. So, uh, that uh, they've been around uh, our area for quite a long time. That's yeah. how Joel got the middle name Angus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joel Angus. <laughs> Joel Angus. Joel Angus. Oh man, no! You should listen to that uh, the newest album though. You really should. So, anyway, that's ACDC. Could have played any of them. You know them. We know them. And you gotta love them. Gotta love them. Gotta love them. Still bringing the house down, man. These are people's grandpas, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your grandpa doing? Well, he's probably <laughs> asleep right now. <laughs> he's not shaking all night long. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. Probably shouldn't. Uh, we. I should have mentioned we're only doing uh, three songs instead of the usual five just because there's four of us. Huge sigh of relief from everyone listening. But uh, I'm going to have to choose somebody else other than ACDC. So I'm going to think about that, but until then, I'm going to give you another selection from Jamaica. and Jamaican me crazy, man. I should have said that the, the sort of theme for my, my selections are uh, obvious choices or not, not, too, uh, not too difficult. This song that I'm about to play, we've already played before, but it was covered. This time I'm playing the original from, okay. from Bob Marley and the Wailers. This is I Shot the Sheriff. I shot the sheriff, but I didn't shoot no deputy. Oh no, oh, I shot the sheriff. 
most popular songs I'm certain recorded in 1973 and well as far as I first knew the song uh, covered by Eric Clapton <clears throat> in 1974 just a year later on his album 461 Ocean Boulevard and both versions are very good I heard Eric Clapton's first and it was a live version of, of Eric doing that that we played during the outro of our episode revolving around when we went to see him live. And, I mean, I don't know, I've always liked the song, and I am a big fan of reggae. I'd like to try to get into it a little more. I don't like reggae! I love it. Uh, I love it. I love it! I mean, there are a few artists you think of a country, and then you think of an artist right after it, but He's, that's Marley is Jamaica, and Jamaica yeah. is Bob Marley. Yeah. Um, even long well, he truly really brought that music to the entire world. He did. Him and, and Bunny Wheeler was highly influential as well. Uh, I believe he just passed this uh, this year. Let's say in March. And even after Bob Marley's death, um, you know, uh, his children continue on the legacy, mm -hmm. recording their own music and 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 carrying on everything after that. I think he, when he wrote this song, he wanted to simply say, I shot the police, but he didn't think it would go over too well. Mm -hmm. But the, the whole thing is about justice. That's, yeah. the, that's the whole point of the song. He do, Choosing to use Sheriff instead um, made, made it a little less controversial, I guess. That's, that's interesting because it, it, it turns into something more like, hey, Joe, you know, you're still talking about killing somebody. But it softens it by making it sound more like a story. Mm -hmm. um, like a personal issue instead of a suggestion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the narrator uh, of the song suggesting that he, you know, did it in self-defense anyway. So we're going to talk about the fact that though really getting down to it, there's a lot of different thoughts about what the song is actually about. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he talks about justice, and even he said that. But we've also got some other interesting things in there. Well, there is a line in there about every time I plant a seed, he said, kill it before it grows, which is interpreted by some to mean, well, I, th I believe that he was staunchly um, pro-life and, and against like, birth control. I think that was something that I specifically remember reading. Yeah. yeah. So that could be another aspect of it. So just like a, a, Just, you know... Um, rebelling against authority in general. That song's just begging for a great long guitar solo. <laughs> well, in fact, that was the highlight of seeing Eric Clapton. The, yeah. That was the highlight of the show was when they did "I Shot the Sheriff." Yeah, that was. Oh, that was the best performance yeah. of night. Yeah, but you, you can't really have a, an international episode and not have Bob Marley in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Absolutely. and Ben thought the same thing because whenever I. Announced my song. He showed me his phone, which had that he had a Bob Marley song as well. I was gonna do or three had, little birds. Yeah. This is when you slam your fists on the desks and yell, "Stolen!" <laughs> what? You only, stolen. To be clear, you you only, stole it from me. To be clear, you only do that whenever you've had three stolen from you. No, you do it every time. <laughs> no, I don't. 
And then I would not be following the message of the song, don't worry about a thing. Every little thing is going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my second selection. Now I'll have it's to think of the third one. Good. Very, very good. Hey, right, Josh, what do you say? All right. Well, let's uh, let's stay over in the European type area. Let's go to Switzerland and get a Swiss artist um, who is of both Italian and German origin, but as I said, grew up in Switzerland and is particularly taken with the West Coast AOR sound and had made a little career out of re-recording um, lesser known songs from that genre. We're, we're talking about some yacht rock here, but we're talking about Swiss yacht rock. Yacht rock. So I discovered this, this artist when I downloaded all those copies of West Coast Magazine and saw his name several times in it. Um, it's not a common first name, so I'm not sure if you pronounce it Thierry or Thierry, T-H-I-E-R-R-Y. I'm going to guess it's Thierry. I, it may be Thierry. I know of a, I a French. Is it yeah, Thierry? Thierry Henry yeah. is who I yeah. think of. Okay, well, let's go with Thierry then. That sounds pretty good. So this is from his album of original songs in 2019. This is the title cut, Thierry Condor, City Nights. <laughs> I'll never leave See 
was homeward bound She's the one, no better place I've found She knows I'll never leave Sitting nights, capturing her beauty So yes, one of those that I found just uh, prior or during the Pandy that was recorded just before the Pandy. This album absolutely sounds like it was released in about 1982 or three, and it's only two years old. It's one of those immediately reminds me of Young Gun Silver Fox because they're a modern group that sounds like something from a long time ago. It's just the same thing, type of thing for me. It's particularly interesting when you hear somebody like 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 that from a, a country and a background that I'm assuming English is not his primary language. I mean, obviously he's an English speaker, but he, it just, it doesn't, I don't know how to describe the, the accent on the word. Some of them just sound, I mean, you can tell he's not from California, mm. you know. Um, what it, whatever that is. But he is a guy that I don't know that much about. I can't find that much about him. Um, he's got a wife and two kids. That's about what I know. And he's, like I said, of, uh, lives in Switzerland. But that he has an affinity for Yacht Rock, basically. And so that's what he does. And he's got a Christmas album. He's got cover albums. But this was his first, as I said, release of original material. And there's several songs on it that I really like. But, and I mentioned this while we were listening to it, he's, he's kind of uh, vocally the white Al Jarreau. <laughs> <laughs> and he often sounds a lot like Al Jarreau to me. That's so, pretty cool. But it's, it's, it's something that is obscure, no doubt. But you can find it on Spotify. Check out that album, City Nights. Uh, the first song, he is really channeling Al Jarreau on the first song, One Night in Monte Carlo. But uh, I wanted to share that one. That's Thierry Condor from 2019 City Nights. Thanks for sharing that. I never heard that, but I'm going to have to listen. Yeah, me too. Listen to that. New Yacht Rock. Bingo. Well, I think we've had an episode that's full of new mentions for the show. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about Neil Young before. Right. Yeah. Um, but besides but, that, everything but, else has been new. But I think all the other artists so far have been new. So, so the Ben, we're coming around to your third pick. Is that right? Yeah. And I'm... I'm going to kind of go the opposite direction. A song from very few people will have heard to a song that very few people have not heard. And it's a, it's a different genre. And a, I'm going out of Canada for this one. In fact, I'm going all the way to Brazil. It's a bossa nova jazz song. I don't know if it's been featured on the pod before, but it is the... Uh, 
the second most recorded pop song in history after, do you know which one? Was it Yesterday? It is Yesterday. Is your song going to be Girl from Ipanema? It is. Cool. You've kind of ruined my walk up there, Jake. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, oh, and then Dan's going to start playing it in the middle of the conversation. It's, uh, you know, it's rooted in Bossa Nova, but includes influences from blues and Tin Pan Alley. And it's been featured in many, many different movies. Uh, again, the second most recorded song, so it's uh, it's it's a song that everybody knows. Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, each one she passes goes. played that song before uh, it's been a while ago yeah it's okay but it's um, a good song it's a song that probably all the listeners have listened to between now and then because it's 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 hard to uh, avoid it in pop culture it's everywhere um many people might not realize that it is a, a brazilian was was a brazilian song originally as because it's been re-recorded uh, so many times but that is my third and final pick. Was that an episode of Mad Men? I believe so. I believe so. I was trying to place when that was. It's from the Getz Gilberto 
album. Mm-hmm. One I'd really love to own on vinyl. Joel, what do you got to say? <laughs> about, you mean in general? Specifically about international <laughs> songs that tickle your fancy. <laughs> okay. So are we moving on, or you want me to talk about Girl from Ipanema? Well, it's up to you. Oh, well, I think that was a great choice. It's, uh, like you said, it was the second most recorded song ever. Mm-hmm. So, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you may need like for you to say something new about it. <laughs> oh, it's worthy of a mention. Well, we've mentioned it three times now. <laughs> oh, that it was the second most recorded song. <laughs> oh, the editing. All right. All right. Great choice. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to list the songs. That had been most popularly recorded, wherever that would come in. I would say probably second behind yesterday. <laughs> okay. Okay. If, Very good. It's my guess. I don't know if that's true or not. I put it firmly between one and three. It's <laughs> right in there. Yeah. That range. That's a good range. I feel like that's a safe bet. I mean, the only thing I saw I could think of that might have been recorded more is yesterday. Oh, is the number one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so for my fourth selection... Third wanna... selection. All right, so for my third selection, my third and final selection, I wanted to play a Canadian A. Not just in honor of, of Ben, but for play a guy that I've been listening to a lot lately that I really, really enjoy. And I kind of went back and forth on, on what to play from this guy, but uh, he's a Canadian of Finnish ancestry, born in Ontario, currently lives in Nova Scotia, Let's play the song Opening Act, the Shooby Doobie Song by Bahamas. places packed and so I'm glad Cause it wasn't long ago I wasn't offered a show of any kind So now I try and say yes even if it's not the best for me that's fine Why are you treating me like a stranger? Why are you punishing me with your love? Why are you running from me like I was danger? Is my music not good enough? I've made the ones I ain't made yet Cause I already know to fail is to grow And that's the thanks you get But sometimes I wake up and think I had enough Like I lost a bet Now the music is free and you can't blame me Blame the internet Why are you treating me like a stranger? Why are you punishing me with your love? Why are you running from me like I was danger? Is my music not good Thank you. 
company car, there's no passing the bar, there's no end in sight And I know it ain't wrong if some half-written song keeps me up at night If I open my mouth and nothing comes out, I won't be reduced Cause I always remember to pull out my fender and just let it loose some insight into why he goes by something else. <laughs> <laughs> definitely easier to remember. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, he has, I believe, five studio albums. The most recent two are both really, really good. They're fantastic. Those are called Earth Tones, which is the album that this particular song is on, and then Sad Hunk, which yeah. was released last year. Earth Tones is good, and you know, I knew about him and then forgot, and then you reminded me again. And I didn't realize he was from Canada. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, like I said, was born in Toronto, uh, but now currently lives in Nova Scotia. He's on the uh, the Brush Fire Records label, which is Jack Johnson's oh, record cool. label. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah, he's opened for him several times. Uh, so, do the Juno Awards mean anything to you? Uh, I mean, they're on... Uh, he he's won several. Felt, yeah, I mean it's the it's the Canadian equivalent of the Grammys. Yeah. Um it certainly got a little bit more steam in the last few years because there's been quite a few Canadian acts breaking through uh the international scene. I mean of course Drake is the most yeah. popular recording artist of the last 10 years. Sold Far and away the most records from the six. Uh, yeah, from from Toronto there, but uh, Alicia Cara is from Toronto as well. She's on pop radio all over the world. Well, the weekend um, as well. The weekend. So those artists, of course, Bieber. He's, Bieber. I mean, those artists are frequently on the the Junos. So yeah, it's it's made it's made big strides in in recent years. Shawn Mendes. Yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she was Canadian. Yeah. So he actually won Adult Alternative Album of the Year last year at the Juno Awards hmm. for his album, Sad Hunk. I love Sad Hunk. I love both those albums, but yeah. yes. this is one that Joel turned me on to, and I'm just 
I, I love I love it. It's, it's great. It's, it's wonderful. He he tours with with a drummer Jason Tate and that woman that you heard singing one of the two women that you heard singing her name is felicity williams and she's a staple of his sound she has a very distinctive <laughs> and, <laughs> and unique voice and unique voice and she's a big part of, of his sound and I, I think it's a really cool sound that he does so if you like that check out all of his work but especially earth tones and sad hunk his first album you can't get any more canadian than this pink strat recorded in a Cabin in rural Ontario, Ontario, <laughs> rural Ontario in 08. <laughs> so, anyway, there's Bahamas. That's my final selection. And y'all go listen to Bahamas because he's great. All right, Jacob, what say you? Well, I'm going to give you my third selection. It's not ACDC, and it's not going to be Corb Lund, who is a Canadian musician from Alberta that I have enjoyed a lot for a long time. Uh, instead, I'm going to go to a band that hails from Swansea in Wales, uh, discovered by the Beatles, basically. They got on Apple Records. Um, it's a band called Badfinger, which we have not had featured Yay. yet. But I'm going to play a song which, was, uh, which came out in the States in uh, late 71, produced by George Harrison. Uh, George Harrison plays on this song. It's called Day After Day.
can't believe we've never talked about Badfinger. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, that was um, written and sung by Pete Ham, the lead singer, and I believe he was lead guitarist. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not really a... I'm not a, the hugest Badfinger fan and not a completist, but I do know a lot of their big songs. Well, they got so many that, that people know. Yeah. Come and get it. Uh, Baby Blue. Yeah. No matter what. You know. How many albums did they have? I don't you know. know. <clears throat> Four or five. This is from Straight Up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that it's got uh, it's got several uh, great songs. Take It All. Like I said, Baby Blue which would crop up many, many years later in one of the best uses of a pop song in television ever. Yeah, the ending was in of the Breaking finale Bad. of Breaking Bad. And I was like, oh, of course, Baby mm-hmm, Blue. Mm-hmm. Put it back on the charts. Uh, this song also Leon Russell plays piano on. And I didn't know this, but uh, Todd Rundgren also kind of produced this song. The final mix was put together by him. I had forgotten uh, about that. It was because um, George had to go do the concert for, for Bangladesh. Um, I believe it's pronounced Bangladesh. Well, as George would, would say, <laughs> Bangladesh. And George, as he mentioned, played that slide guitar part. It's pretty but unmistakable. Then, it but is. then Badfinger came in. If you listen, there's two guitars playing. Mm-hmm. They came in and doubled it. Um, and so you, you got them playing along with George. Interesting interesting story. They they've There's only one member of the band still alive. Uh, I believe two suicides, including Pete Ham, out of that band. And uh, when the Beatles first found them, trivia corner time. Does anybody know what their name was when they first joined Apple Records? Blue uh, Ivy or something. The Ivy. The Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so then they had to select a new name, and John Lennon selected. They go by the Pricks. P R I X. <laughs> that was rejected, so they eventually chose Badfinger. Where did that title come from? Trivia number two. Anybody know? Don't know. I feel like that. this is something I do know lost in my head somewhere. I'm sure I've heard this. It was from the part of the working title of a Beatles song. Was it Hello Goodbye? No, but you're getting in there. It's from the working title of With a Little Help from My With Friends. With a little, I'm, so close. So close. Which was Badfinger Boogie when it started. That's right. And that's where they got Badfinger. My favorite Badfinger story is the whole thing that goes along with Come and Get It. Mm Mm-hmm. Which the the short version is Paul sent him a demo of Come and Get It, which you can listen to on the deluxe version of Abbey Road that was released, Mm -hmm. what, a year Mm -hmm. or two ago? And on Anthology also. And on Anthology also, yeah, yeah. But he sent a demo and told them that if they recorded it, like this, it'd be a hit. Yes, and, do this just like this. And they did it just like that, and it was a hit. And it just speaks to the insane... Hit-making ability? Hit-making ability. Heat-seeker. Yeah. The song was that in a movie. Paul McCartney. Trivia 3, that song was in a movie. What was the movie? Magic Christian Music. Starring? Well, Magic Christian. Magic Christian. Okay. Ringo? But starring Ringo Starr. Well, Ringo was in it, and Peter Sellers. Well, there you go. Is the movie any good? I've never seen it. We've talked a lot about movies tonight. Uh, uh, that's, that's some crossover. Listen to the soundtrack many times. <laughs> yes. 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 Great. I couldn't, I didn't know they were from Wales. Um, yeah. So that's, that's another good, good selection. Boy, what an eclectic mix of music. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? 
Well, I, you still have, we still have one song left to go, Josh. We do. We do. So, this artist that I want to finish up talking about um, played with, at various times on his albums, people as diverse as Steve Gadd, whom we saw with Eric Clapton. Yes. Uh, played the drums on Asia. And various banjoists from Bella Fleck to Don McLean. Hailing from Toronto, Canada, when he came on the scene in the 1960s, and one of the first people to see and take notice of this artist was Bob Dylan, who was absolutely captivated by him and began to talk about this artist. So even though he came from Toronto, Canada, as far as when people began to get to know him and he began to make TV appearances, the fact of the matter is no one really knew where this guy, Dickren Gobalian, was from. Uh, <laughs> and it, uh, when he died, they got some biographical stuff, allegedly. Allegedly. And said that he was from Cyprus and that his parents were originally from Jerusalem. It is very difficult it's, to find still unknown, isn't any it? sources to actually prove this. And Dikran Gobalian does not sound like a real name to me. I'm going to stick with the original story that nobody knows who this guy really was. He was simply Leon Redbone. And Leon Redbone became... Fairly well known, appearing on Saturday Night Live repeatedly, and people just loved him. And here he is in the mid to late 70s and carves out this career and sort of, it's sort of a cult following, but it was a big open secret. Most people could tell you who he was. He appeared on uh, the ALF show when Alf had a talk show. Do you remember that? Yeah. For a brief time, Alf had a talk show. He appeared on it. He sang the theme song from Mr. Belvedere. He, of course, was the snowman in Elf and sang uh, Baby It's Cold Outside with Zoe Deschanel. A fascinating, fascinating guy. Nobody really knew who he was. And he was in this persona, and he did not write his own music, and he did not play current music. He played the music of the teens in the 20s and 30s. He, he sang old vaudeville numbers and Hoagy Carmichael numbers. And all of these guys here that I'm with today are familiar with Leon Redbone. Um, so I'll, I'll play for you one of my many favorite Leon Redbone songs, which comes from his, his second album called Double Time, which is one of my favorite album covers of all time. Um, but And it's a great, great album. His first album, On the Track, um, featured a number of great things. That's not the one I want. Um, <laughs> yeah, but in 1977, Double Time came along, and this is a song I'm going to play for you. This is Crazy Blues. <laughs> Thank you. 
I can't sleep at night I can't eat a bite Cause a girl I love She don't treat me right Oh baby, you make me feel so blue I don't know what to do Sometimes I sit inside And then begin to cry Cause a girl that I love He said a last goodbye There's a change in the ocean Change in the deep blue sea I tell you now there ain't no change in me Somehow my love for that girl Will always be I can read her letters, but I sure can't read her mind. And she said she loved me, but she was lying all the time. And now I know my poor love was blind. Now we got the crazy blues since my baby went away. Got time to lose So much to find her again I'm gonna do like a madman Get some harm Get myself a gun And shoot myself a couple of my love It's been refused Now I got the crazy blues Went down to the railroad Put my head on the track I thought about my girl and I snatched it quickly back Where she's gone, she's gone, she gave me this sack Oh, oh, he's out loud, da-da-da-da Now I got the crazy blue Since my baby went away I ain't got time to listen So much fine heart a day I'm gonna do like a madman Get some heart Get myself a gun and shoot myself a cup of my love It's been refused Now we got the crazy blues Well, the doctor's gonna do all he can But what he's gonna need is an arm to take a man caught in my love It's been refused Now we got the crazy blues Okay, so if you've never heard Leon Redbone before, 
you were probably amused or disturbed or confused. Or maybe a little of all those things. Or, or maybe you just loved it. But I love Leon Redbone. He would play this acoustic guitar and have various, you know, maybe a tuba player or a clarinet player or a piano player, um, very rarely any drums. And he would take these old songs and interpret them, reinterpret them in his way, which included the the playing of the throat tromnet, which is supposed to be I'm a sorry? vocalization <laughs> throat tromnet. I've never which, heard of that. Well, that's because it's just him making noises that were supposed to sound like a combination trombone and trumpet, hence the throat tromnet. So you heard him do that a little bit in that song. <laughs> Which he did this in many of the songs. It's it's kind of like scatting, but you've never heard anything like it. You can't play it. Uh, no, I'm not too good at the throat tromnet. But anyway. I remember when, when we were younger, it's just kind of silly music to me, but it always made us feel good as kids. <laughs> Five minutes later. You know, it's interesting, the mystery that was built up around him, such that nothing, pretty much nothing is known about him at all. And, and when he comes on the scene in 1975 or so... He just kind of appears out of nowhere. He, he looks like he's 80 years old <laughs> and looked that way the rest of his life. Yeah, he, so nobody even knew how old he was. No, no, and I don't believe any of the, the stories for, for published, of course, or, or, or for that were published... Of course, when he died, I saw this. It just says on it just said on his website. It is with a it is with heavy hearts we announced that early this morning, May thirtieth, twenty nineteen, Leon Redbone crossed the Delta with that beautiful shore at the age of one hundred and twenty seven. Twenty. Sure, sure. Why not? He would appear on stage in a Panama hat. Always, he had this mustache and you know various kinds of, uh, of facial hair that had some people suggest that he might be a persona of Frank Zappa or of Andy Kaufman. Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> I have heard the that Zappa, The yeah. Zappa angle. But both of them, of course, died long before Leon Redbone did. Supposedly. Allegedly. Allegedly. So um, that song in particular, Crazy Blues, actually has a fascinating history. And I know this is about international and whether he's from Cyprus, Toronto, or Mars, which all are about equally possible. Um, this song, it, I don't know how many people would listen to, to his albums. But again, in pop culture, he became very well known. Most people knew who he was, whether it was appearances on these TV shows or what. But this song, Crazy Blues, was originally recorded in 1920 by Mamie Smith. And she was the first uh, black woman to get a recording contract. Hmm. and is the most important trailblazer for um, for black artists because she was quite literally the first. And this was one of her songs, Crazy Blues. And it's it's her bemoaning that she's, you know, lost her love. And it uh, there's the, the last part. It was edgy. And the last part there uh, in the original, she says... 
Um, I'm going to do like a Chinaman and get some hop, get myself a gun, and shoot myself a cop. So we're back around. I shot the sheriff. <laughs> it's a lot of law enforcement. In, killed 19, in 1920, <laughs> she's singing about shooting a cop. Um, now, Leon changed it a little bit in 1977, but he, he didn't remove the shooting the cop part. He he's gonna do like a madman because Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. No, it's not, and, dude. And uh, get some hops and shoot shoot a cop, which is just wild to hear in this hundred year old music. You know uh, all the controversies over that sort of thing. Even some in the show tonight. You know it's nothing new, right? But it was one of those songs that he liked and put out there, and that's the reason I know it and went back and learned about. Somebody like Mamie Smith, who was a trailblazer in in black music in this country. So hats off to Panama. Hats off to Leon Redbone. Nice. I love Leon Redbone, and my grandfather Hayes Renault. Oh yeah, he's a not, particular fan, right? No, he would only listen to him. That's all he would listen to. That's... He would not listen to any music. <clears throat> he would turn it off. Except Leon Redbone. That's, that's pretty weird. <laughs> well, he was a pretty weird guy. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> well, I, can, I can vouch for that. Leon Still Redbone. is actually. And <laughs> Leon Redbone was a weird guy. He he traveled to things almost exclusively great, yeah. by car. And his explanation for that he had so much stuff to carry around. He right? said, and I quote: "I carry around many unusual yeah. items and devices." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what unusual items and devices, but it said that they make life difficult for airport security personnel and flying impossible for me. So, what a strange individual. So, maybe he's a John Madden in disguise. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Boom! Fine, 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 fine. That was, that was good out of what we stumbled. We stumbled. I tried to make a playground joke, but I couldn't come up with it. <laughs> Anyway, that's Crazy Blues by Leon Redbone. And if you're so inclined and you want to have a real good laugh on that same album, listen to his version of Sheik of Araby because it is He hilarious. does a version of that? All right, I'm just going to go ahead and play it for you. It doesn't have to be on the podcast, but you're listening to it right now. Two hours later. All right. Okay. Well, this has been interesting, my <laughs> friends. I just want to say oh, it's been really great to have been here in the room. Oh, thank you. It's it been was, fun. Yeah, very enjoyable. Ben Joe's been here for about five days now, and I've laughed more in the last five days than I have in the last five weeks. You're hilarious. I'm glad my face could provide you some entertainment. <laughs> we have just been basically sitting around in various settings laughing for five days and playing some guitar, laughing, whatever. Continuing. So uh, well, let's recap. Ben, recap. what songs did you select? Uh, well, I went with uh, fellow Canadians. With my first two picks, um, choosing Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, number one, and uh, number two, going to Neil Young's Heart of Gold, and then going to Brazil with my with my last pick, Girl from Ipanema. Um, I kind of got danced on. I had ACDC and Bob Marley in my hold, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. They got mentioned in other, in other forms. What about you, Joel? I played first. What did I play first? Why do I always do this? I was having the same problem. I couldn't remember who I picked first. Who did I play first? Bee Gees. Bee Gees. 
Jive talking. PGs. Barbara Billingsley. Then we bounced around the idea of playing several of the many, many fantastic ACDC songs, but I think we've decided on Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. I think. Uh, I think. And then wrapped it up with uh, one of my favorite artists, Bahamas, with uh, opening act, the Shooby Dooby song. Well, I started with Average Y Band, Pick Up the Pieces, in Scotland. I went to Jamaica for Bob Marley and the Whalers. I shot the sheriff. And then I ended up in Swansea. Wales, um, Badfinger. And I went first to Sweden for the Cardigans with Love Fool, and then a little bit over to uh, Switzerland, where we got Thierry Condor and City Knights, and then the classic Leon Redbone number, Crazy Blues, wherever <laughs> he may have been from. That is quite That's so an eclectic assortment <laughs> yeah. but, of musical but see, pieces. When you take when you take the United States and England specifically out of the equation, then you have to get creative. And several of us went to Bob Marley and ACDC. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, but, my hope in because I'm kind of after Ben said let's do Canadian songs. My hope was kind of well that let's expand it a little bit and that this is exactly what would happen, that we would get the stuff that you kind of knew we were going to get because you need that stuff. But that we would also get something a little bit different or unusual that we hadn't talked about before. And all of us had at least one of those. Mm-hmm. And that that's what makes it fun. And what pe- I've heard a lot of feedback from people that really enjoy when we get a wide variety of stuff. So You get a strange list. Hope you hope you enjoyed it. Very, very much hope you did. We had a great time doing it, but we'll wrap it up from uh, from the studio. Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Jacob. I'm Ben. I'm Joel. And this has been Somebody, Somebody Else's, Else's Favorite, Favorite Songs. Songs.